H&H and Hope for First Responders, who started this podcast to uplift and encourage our first responders, range from all the military, law enforcement, paramedics, firefighters, nurses, and doctors in our cities and countries. We want to extend our support and prayers. You can reach us at H&HWinning at Yahoo.com or find us at Instagram at Hope for First Responders, as well as on Spotify and Amazon. Be blessed and encouraged. Thank you for tuning in. To our first responders, you are a small remnant of heroes and warriors. They rose up and pushed back evil, healed the sick, faced down fiery infernos, and fought wars so others could live in peace. Thank you all for what you do, and thank you for listening. Sounds pretty good. What's up, buddy Ace? We back again for our listeners and all of our first responders. What a uh, nice little episode today. We're gonna go over some cool stuff, some uh, related stuff, kind of like back. To, we were talking like back to basics, back to basics. You know, people want to complicate different type of uh, theories and different type of uh, conversations, but let's keep it real and get back to basics for our first responders. Go ahead, Mr. H. Hello, um, first responders all out there and. Our personnel, military personnel, law enforcement, we are excited here today to just be with you. Just to spend a little time with you guys. We um been busy researching and um you know gathering all our facts. But with recent talk um today is uh recent talk is a been on the news is pretty much um the same the same garbage we're hearing upon the police. Um a lot of laws are changing, they're trying to change the laws and but I heard of some States are actually right now are trying to refund the police, which is good. Was good news for uh, those out there that are in that field. Um, the refund them is a good thing because they they can hire more personnel, law enforcement personnel, hire more um, paramedics and firefighters, which is good for this country. We, it's been a recent uptick in crime all over the cities. In Chicago, I'm hearing it's a it's a crime rate is definitely increased. One of the worst cities in the country. We just definitely need to keep Chicago in our prayers. Um, Chicago is a, is a, is a war zone along with other states like Detroit and the cops. I know they got their hands full. We mentioned last time that the personnel, the cops over there in Chicago, a lot of young cops are turning their badges and it's, it's difficult when they got to turn their badges in. badges in who is going to police the, the cities. If it's multiple, um, law enforcement personnel turning in their badges, it's not only happened in Chicago, it's happened in all other, other states as well. New York is is also on the on the verge of um, defunding their police as well, and um, the, New York is a is a big city, but it's run by it's run by weak leaders, and we know that if you've been paying attention, New York um, is is a, it was a great city. Is it still a great city? But it's now also is the, the crimes out there are increased as well, and we definitely need to keep New York in our prayers. Also. Um, Michigan. Michigan is also is a hotbed for drugs, uh, um, methamphetamines, and things. A lot of a lot of those um, those uh, hallucinogens and fentanyl is also on the rise, and, and also in those major cities, New York and uh, Chicago. And we need to to keep those cities in prayer because fentanyl and all the drugs, opioids, is what young people gravitate to, and we have to really. Um, be aware of what's going on in our cities and in, in this country. Um, also, we want to discuss what's happening in, in the schools. One of the schools in 
in New York. I don't know if um, you're familiar with Putnam, Putnam County, New York, um, at a school board meeting that one of the moms were outraged when she found out what the, um, the school was indoctrinating the kid, her kid with her, her children at that school. Um, her name was Tatiana Abraham, who childs attend one of the schools in the district, criticized the school board for allowing teachers to allegedly promote Black Lives Matter, the LGBT, and anti-police ideologies um, in the district's uh, curriculum. Uh, there was a video. It was a video on this as well. The school board meeting shows Abraham accused the teachers of allegedly disc discriminating against the religious students and for promoting cancel culture. She said she didn't just stop indoctrinating our children, stop teaching our children to hate the police, stop teaching our children that if they don't agree with the LGBT community, that they are homophobic. She said, you have no idea each child's life. Ibrahim said, you don't know what their family lifestyle consists of. You don't know the makeup of their life. And um, school board members were mostly silent as she Ibrahim spoke. But um, it was kind of interesting to hear that the schools are actually teaching in this particular county, New York, um, Putnam County, New York, um, to hate police. And we can't have that. That goes against American American um, interests. And it goes against our country constitution. We don't we 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 can't allow the schools to be indoctrinating our children with this this type of rhetoric because it's going to destroy the young minds and it's going to cause them to be rebellious towards authority. And the cops already got their hands full. Um, the juvenile delinquents, and um, especially in our city of San Diego, is risen. We have um, every every crime from murder to rape, all, all above, in the city in the juvenile system in San Diego. That um, definitely needs to be addressed, but we have to be um, aware of what the schools are indoctrinating our children with. And I, I encourage the parents, please get out there to the school boards, find out what they're teaching your children, uh, the curriculum, what are they, what are they, what's the layout, what is the, and it's agenda behind it. They want to, they want to, they want to, um, they want to corrupt the minds of the young men, the young, the young youth, our children. If they start think, if they start thinking the way they want to, they, uh, the, the way they want them to think. And um, start acting the way they want to act, uh, hostile towards authority, and and with this indoctrination, we can have a we can have a deadly, dangerous society if they're teaching our children to hate police, and if, um, and if they don't go along with the other agendas, they're outcasts, and um, that's definitely definitely troubling to know that schools are actually teaching this. So I, I encourage the parents today, you know, to please get out there. Uh, find out what's going on you know, on the school board, what they're teaching the children, because um, it's, it, it has to stop. They also mention, mentioned uh, one of the previous president that need to be assassinated. This is what some of the teachers are saying. Why would you tell a child that the, the previous uh, president to be assassinated? And that stuff is, is, is definitely uh, evil. It's demonic. And these schools need to stop this rhetoric. And um, I, I definitely encourage um, the parents to please be um, vocal about it. We need to resist evil. They say we have a race problem in this country, but I, no, we have more than a race problem. We have a sin problem. I'm not going to be concerned walking down an alley, seeing somebody with a, you know, with a hoodie on, walking down a dark alley. But I'm, I'm not going to be concerned with the hoodie. I'm going to be concerned with the condition of his heart. So we need to be aware we are the human race. We have the same. We got different. We have, um, of course, different skin, uh, different cultures, but we are the human race. And when the human race needs to stand up against evil. So I definitely encourage our parents and our listeners out there to stand against evil. 
while we still have have um have a chance. But um, I think I talked a little over the board, but I'm. No, you're good. You're good. Hey, I, you said something that was interesting, and, and it is a hot topic. This cancel culture, and and yeah, cancel culture. Yeah, yeah, and what like what your research talked about um how um you know uh, different agendas or different topics are taught in schools. I mean, a school is a place where they educate, right? With it, and they teach children. We we don't want kids to grow up narrow minded and not accept people that have differences. Like you mentioned, uh, like the uh, the the LGB. Uh, T community, um, it, teaching tolerance and teaching, uh, you know, don't ridicule, don't disrespect them, don't hate on yeah. those those uh, fellow citizens because of an alternative uh, of their lifestyle. Right. But I think what like what you you brought up a good point. It's like, but if someone let's say may may not disagree with the topic in the classroom, is that student going to be ostracized? Is that student going to be basically canceled out? And it's like, well. You know, we 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 all have friends that that have you know. I know people that that are that have a, uh, that, that like like the same gender, you know, and they're and they're, they're good friends of ours. But you know, if we disagree with something, they don't hate on us. They don't cancel us out. If we disagree right. on them, we don't cancel them out. Right. And so, like you were saying, the teachers and when they want to discuss these topics, not everybody's going to agree or or feel you know the same way, and that's what makes America, you know really unique is that we need to you know understand people have different beliefs but we're not supposed to just shut shut entire groups down like well you, you can't you if you don't agree you're outcasted right you know right. it's like you know that's that's count that's counter to uh that's counter to um you know that that's not gonna make any sense it's like oh you can't be in our circle because you don't agree with anything with what we say well what happened to the senate and the, and the house representatives in the senate they debate bills legislation all the time they don't kick out senators outside because they don't agree and they say hey you know there's a fundamental basis but don't hate on the on on the kids and ostracize them because maybe as a christian their faith says well you know i if they ask them how do you feel about this agenda that they may speak from their personal faith and respect that but um like you said it's gone overboard you know people aren't allowed to speak how they feel without you know being like you know dejected and, and rejected i mean mm-hmm. the heck's wrong with, with, with these folks you know right um you mentioned something about um also like crime man defunding the police this keeps coming up mm-hmm. and um in in uh, california i think it was uh san diego specifically gang related shootings up by 129 percent since right. january 2021 according to police in california um, you know, murder rates up 38% in San Diego. It's a big jump. That's, you know, according to the San Diego police chief, 38%. Um, and he was actually coming out. I'm sorry, before I misspeak, I, I could be a she, my mistake. But, um, the police chief of San Diego had come out and said, um, um, actually asked the public for help. To, to assist in, 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 in what, what, what they can do. Mm-hmm. That's, that's almost like, you almost want to say like, you know, is that being desperate? I mean, the police have their hands full and this idea of, of taking money away from the men and women in law enforcement, since that's what, who they're targeting. They're not targeting firefighters, paramedics, yeah. you know, but 
you know, how are they supposed to do their job? How, how, how is one officer supposed to, you know, police, you know, let's say seven square blocks in, let's say, Linda, in, in Linda Vista or seven square blocks in any city by themselves and they get a call, three calls. That means they, they're not going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't even have a partner now. Now, someone can walk up on, walk up behind them while they're in their car, finishing their report and just, you know, throw something at the car or in some cases they, they, they shoot them. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, we need more police to keep the community safe and, and not get on this, uh, this uh, knee-jerk reaction about taking money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I was doing some research, um, California Legislative Analysis Office budget policy for 2019 through 2020, it was 15.4 billion in the general fund for judicial and criminal justice programs in California. There is a 514 million dollar increase in funds from the previous years. So that so there's a 514 million dollar increase in funds from the previous years of 2018 to 2019. Money was increased in California to assist law enforcement. Um, interesting facts that the commission on police peace officer and training, which is known as POST, the budget is 34.9 million. 34 million dollars was was uh, set aside and used for law enforcement training. 20 million of that is specifically for police use of force and de-escalation training in 2019, 2020, and 2021. Money was increased and set aside for, you know, specifically for police use of force and de-escalation. Um, to deal to deal with uh, you know different situations to mitigate the public's concerns about you know sh- shootings, but um, th- I mean it, there's a lot that comes to my mind you know when when the police show up at an incident you know you, people forget that the the perpetrator the offender is the one that started this problem when it, when the officers show up we're just we're just showing up you know. You want you won't you open up a can of, uh, of worms and you want us to fix it. You want us to put the can back on the on the put all the worms back in the can, and you want us to fix it. You know when 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 law enforcement shows up, they're doing the best they can to to deal with the situation, and, that, and that's not talking about the situation that that go awry because of poor training and really bad um, bad uh, you know law enforcement tactics, which which. Uh, winds up in the death of let's say a citizen whether they're committing a crime or not we we know that's that's messed up and that needs to be mitigated dealt with you know you know and 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 justice has to prevail so the public can feel safe when police show up but 98 99 of the time when the police show up their first responders they're doing the best they can to mitigate an already real troublesome situation Mm -hmm. um I'm going to go over a few more of this uh, budget statistics. Uh, back in 2011, the Department of Justice budget cuts was facing a $71 million. $71 million was was looking to be cut. This is back in 2011. And I'm going to draw a reference with this so all of you listeners can get this part. Um, this would severely cripple law enforcement task forces like anti-gang, anti-drug. Um they're going to lose several hundred special agents and closing uh, of 55 statewide task force. So back in 2011, they were already facing budget cuts. And this was more because of just, I believe it was because of the economy and, and different, and different uh, you know, issues going on during 2011. But guess who wrote 
a letter to say, do not cut the budget for law enforcement. Guess who spoke up and said, do not cut the budget. We need this $71 million because it's going to severely impact specialized task forces that deal with cartels, um, gang violence, drug, human trafficking, all that nasty stuff, the behind the scenes. It was Kamala Harris. She was a California attorney general at that time. She issued a statement that the $71 million cut would cripple California's anti-gang, anti-drug trafficking operations. Imagine that. She's our vice president right now. So her, her mindset was you do not cut that money. And it wasn't just her. It was chief of police from all over California writing in. Um, but that was, that was a huge impact. She knew the vice president currently today, uh, Vice President Harris, she knew that it would cripple law enforcement's ability to uh, keep the public safe. And you know what? You know what? Uh, so, so many people don't know what we do and they don't know the behind the scenes. They just, all they hear on the media and all they hear is, is, you know, we need, we need to do this because of this. Right. Well, okay. I mean, who's going to show up and police your neighborhood? You know, we need more social workers on scene. That's great. What does a social worker make? What, 60,000 a year, maybe 70,000, 70,000 a year. So you take some money from the police budget and you, and you bring in HHS social services, have them show up. Who's going to protect them at the scene when things go bad? You know, I mean, do we have enough of them to show up at different scenes? You know how many social workers you'd have to hire or, or uh, um, people with a background in mental health to go to different incidents? And not every incident needs a, a social worker, you know, but defunding the police. Come on, let's go back to basics. That's what our podcast about is today. You know, go, let's go back to basics. Are you out of your mind? You know, if you had two police officers in every car, it'd be a heck of a lot safer. And that's the administration's problem too. I know they got a budget to deal with, but you know, but our police officers out there, when when they when they go out there, and this is either federal, state, or local, if you by yourself in a police car, you, you are you are really at risk. It's very dangerous, you know. It's and they want to take more money and remove police from different neighborhoods. Come on, you got you got to be kidding me. No, that's not how it works, man. You you know you properly train police. De-escalation, um, that's a huge thing. Right. Anyway. And some, it's a lot of people not for this defunding the police. I know one of the um, Democratic candidate for New York City, Mayor Eric Adams, was talking about, you know, he argued against calls to defund the police. Um, he said, um, we're not for defunding the police. He said, black communities do not agree with the approach. Adam, who is black, has a claim saying more police are needed. So um, it's people that are, are screaming that we do not need to defund our police officers as well. And um, it's good to see that some of the some of the um, candidates, some of the leaders are stepping up to this and saying, no, we, we need to we need to um, fund our police and we need more police on the streets. They see the crime rate increasing. Baltimore mm -hmm. is bad. You oh, look at um, even um, other ones uh, I'm looking at here is, is Atlanta. Uh, it's bad. Uh, St. Louis, of course. All the major cities. All the major the cities across uh, uh, across our, our country are in bad shape. Yeah. It's, and it's and how how can we call for defunding police? Um, over I know over the um, the, uh, the situation that happened. Yeah. But we have to. Um, I think we have to at this point just try to 
work within the community, work harder in the community. And um, I think we the relationship needs to be built That's amongst police, police officers in the, yeah. in the community. I know in certain, I know in um, European countries, um, the cops are, are trained a lot longer. I mean, if I think up to five years, three to five years, but they're in the community. They're in the community. Um, Maybe ongoing training. Ongoing right? training. They're, they're on the beat. But that they're, 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 there's more oversight on them. Hey, you brought up a good point. We talked about this a, cu- a couple of months ago. Right. What our police officers need to be in the community again, walking in the communities right. to relate to, to people. And I don't think they get a chance to. I don't think it's part of the pol- police academy's, uh, you know, a training profile. Right. But you know what? I, I would argue with any uh, administration, with any police, about right. why you're not doing that. I mean, yeah. this, this is going back to basic. It's, it's, it's to gain the trust of the community yeah. is needed, yeah. especially after the, the especially after the um, the Derek mm-hmm. stuff over there and um, happened in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely definitely um, needed for law enforcement personnel and to get in the communities to build relationships with with the community. Um, that's really going to you know settle settle a lot of the tension mm-hmm. amongst police officers in the in the public. It builds inroads. And so they're not because what what's happening now, all we're seeing now is 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 there's a call that goes out and the, and, and police respond. Right. It's it's all about like the law enforcement is, is in a position where it's constantly it just respond respond. Mm-hmm. But how about before the situation happens, maybe when the, you know there's a there's rapport built with it, with with people in the community. Yeah. You you, you got your thumb on the pulse. Of which gang members, which which weapons traffickers, drug dealers, what's going on? If you're not in the community, well, if the police aren't allowed to have that ability to spend more time in those areas, then it's like showing up and going, okay, we got to clean up. Yeah. We're going to show up, we're going to clean up, or we're going to have to deal with a, a violent incident. Yeah. But um, there, there, there has to be change. No doubt there's got to be change. And we talked about this. Right. But um, I think that's... That's what we wanted to, to talk about today. Hopefully, um, you guys enjoyed the show today. If you got feedback, questions, please email us. Um, if you're in the field, if you're in the um, paramedics and law enforcement, if you, you want to um, set up an interview with us, we're willing to definitely hear from you. And um, for the you know for the community can hear and our listeners to hear from you, from yeah. um, you guys out there on the street. So and out there in the community, it'd be great to sit down and have some interviews with some of the. Um, personnel in your field, so it'd be be awesome. Um, you have our, our our Instagram email, H and H Hope for First Responders at yahoo.com and um, our Instagram is all on the page. It'd be right on the notes. But please um, send us feedback. Um, if you got questions, uh, need prayer, let us know. We definitely continue to pray for our our, our mm-hmm. country and our law yeah. enforcement personnel, paramedics, first first responders. We continue to keep you guys in prayer. And um, thank you once again for for tuning in. Have a yeah. blessed day. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day and be safe out there. And thank you for taking care of this this great country that everybody is building up to be a great country. Yes. Thank you.